Five. And we're live here on Facebook. Like to welcome those listening in podcast land. And also like to welcome you, Rich, as you welcome the last set of people I always leave off. Yeah, welcome to those uh, watching us on YouTube. And there are people watching us on YouTube. Really? Yeah, we, we had four, four, uh, four views last week. Okay. We had seven views the week before. Like, we had seven views, four views, seven views for the three that I put up in, like, an hour's time. Okay. So, you know, like, welcome to you, you YouTubers. We, we appreciate you. So. Yeah. No matter where you're watching us or listening to us, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. Sorry, there was a hair on my webcam for some reason. Kind of weird. I don't know That's how not it got good. there. It might have been a it might have been a cobweb. Um, All right. So, Mike, like yeah, we do every day, starting the show. How was your week? A little rough. A little rough. Okay. Uh, the wife and baby both have uh, COVID, and I. So I've been hanging out in the basement by myself, uh, and then I'm scheduled to have surgery on Tuesday. So. Okay. Hopefully next week should be okay. Uh, from everything I've been told, I should be able to do the show next Saturday. Maybe from your recliner, instead maybe of in your in front of your little studio setup that you got there in the basement. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I I intend to do the show, especially because it's the big, the big football game show. Yeah. Uh, so we got to make sure we're available for that, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully I tested Friday. Um, hopefully that comes back negative tomorrow, and uh, I'll be free and clear to have surgery Tuesday. And then um, after having surgery Tuesday, I'll uh, hopefully be able to eat again. The doc said that I should be able to have a cheeseburger by the Super Bowl. Okay, I'd exercise caution. My wife had the same surgery you're going to get, and I would exercise caution. I'm totally agreeing. Of going full, of going full in and taking the full doctor's advice on. Well, you can just return to eating whatever you want. We're gonna we're gonna take it. We're gonna start pretty basic the first week, but after that, I mean, we'll we'll ramp up slowly but surely. Hopefully, I can have something other than, you know, oatmeal or, and other stuff like that that's pretty bland and basic um yeah but all right looking forward to this next week and super bowl week so rich how was your week you know pretty good so now first full week not having to worry about working overtime or some saturday hours because work's finally caught up nice and know a little bit more about what the timeline is going to work with for my new job and where I'm physically going to be working at. So Ooh, nice. So yeah, so that was good. Um, so Mike, on to the show. We got a poll question to talk about. We'll get to that after we do that thing that we do every single week before we get into the show. But uh, what else are we going to be talking about this week? Well, it's official. Uh, as in every year, Rich, welcome to season five. Yeah, I think. Maybe six? Five, six. 
Anyway, we always do that at the start of the Daytona 500. So we're getting really close to that. We're, that we're almost to our new season, um, which means uh, we have a NASCAR corner to talk about. Woo! We do. Uh, on top of that, Flash we also have Winter Olympics to talk about. Rich, what else? What's the, what's the other couple of topics we got to talk about this week? You know, Mike, we're going to make a point to uh, kind of recap the the conference championship games in the NFL. Uh, give you some more updates with coaches being uh, coaches hiring in new places. Uh, but also the kind of the big topic of the week was Brian Flores uh, filing a discrimination lawsuit against the NFL. Yep. So kind of talk about what's what what the details are of that case and kind of our opinions on on the subject and the Washington football team finally has a name, Mike. Yeah, I suppose we'll talk about it. That's going to be a fun topic. Rich, Quick hit. Rich, so what, Mike, do, what do we got to do? Uh, Mike, it's time to roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. So first things first, let's kick off the week with our poll question. We had brats versus chicken wings. Rich, uh, give me a second while I pull that up. How did you vote while I pull that up? All right. I went with chicken wings. Mm. Um, I, I just mean, once again, I just sort of, I didn't look at it as if I'm in the parking lot outside the stadium. I looked at it as if both things are in front of me and I can only pick one. I think I'm going to go with the chicken wings. Yeah, I, you know, that's not, <clears throat> it's not a bad way of voting on it. Um, but most of the people looked at it as if you were tailgating. Um, we do have a shout out. We do. And we'll give it, we'll give it to you in just a second. But uh, the winner of this week's poll question by overwhelming majority um, was Bratwurst. Yeah. It's, and I, it's fair. It's, honestly, it is the ultimate, it is one of the ultimate tailgate foods. It is one of those foods when you go tailgating, it's one of those things you think, let's just throw some, some brats on there. They hold up well. And, like, again, it depends on which ones you get. If you get the good ones that are like natural casing and all that, A, that natural casing is a little gross when you think about what it actually is, but we won't talk about that because we don't want to think about how gross that is. But uh, they hold up better in a in a cooler. If they get wet, they don't fall apart and crumble like burgers, right? Yeah. Um, you throw them on the grill... You cook them, you enjoy them. They they are easy to make, and you throw them on a bun, and you can still play bags while eating a brat. Yeah, so uh, so my wife and I, my wife was driving me to work today, and I pointed out, hey, that's where that's the building I'm <laughs> going to be working in, and we noticed something that's right there in the same that shares the same building. I don't even where know I'm going to be working. Where's the location? I'm going to be at the X-Pac building. Okay. And 
Do they have a doggy meat style? Heads. What? No, meat heads. Oh, meat heads. the same place. As a, so we're driving by, and it's like, yep, I know where all your Christmas money could be going next year. I mean, what are you spending on lunch at Meatheads? <laughs> the other thing's going to be, you're going to be able to pick up, like, on a on a Friday, you're going to pick up some brats, take them home, throw them on the grill, cook them, listen to a baseball game, if we have baseball this year, yeah, and just have that tailgating in your backyard. Or it's a great spot to grab lunch. It is a great spot to grab lunch. They, now they do they they open up kind of like a food truck thing and grill up and sell food. They also go to right the, the uh, farmers. They they used to go to the farmers market. Check them out down at uh, the farmers market in uh, the Davenport. Uh, great spot to go. Um, now it's a controversy. So what's our shout out? In our fam. Oh, uh, John Fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know him. You know him? No, neither do I. Okay, but he said, why not both? Here's the thing. I don't mind having both at a tailgate, but this is what you think the ultimate tailgate food is. John, I appreciate the feedback. By all means, eat both. Eat both. Just do it. Why not? Yeah, yeah. On, on He commented, he put the same type of comment on a couple of different polls. Yeah. And he put, why, why are you limiting yourselves and us to choose? And I, you know That's- what? Here's the thing. I'm guilty of this myself. Uh, when it, Now, we're not saying eliminate one of them. This is, this is the difference between our poll question and those people that are doing one of these has to go. Yeah. We're not saying you have to. We're saying of these items, which would you prefer to have at your tailgate? Not the, you have to eliminate one of these. That's a big difference. We vote for what you like, not what you don't like. And you don't have to eliminate. You can have both of them. I would love... Honestly, if we were doing an ultimate tailgate, and if, if we ever get big enough that we get to do an ultimate tailgate at a Super Bowl or something like that, we're probably making five or six of these items. Because I'm guaranteeing you I'm going to smoke something. Either brisket or pork butt or both. I mean, you know me, Rich. I love to smoke meat. I'm going to do, do at least that, right? Like that's if we, if slash when we ever have the balls and sticks tailgate, ultimate tailgate, I am definitely smoking some meat. But we're gonna have probably gonna have burgers. We'll probably get some meathead brats. Hopefully they'll be willing to sponsor that event when we do it. Uh, if we ever get to the point where we can uh, do something like that. But I don't mind like chicken wings. The hard part with chicken wings is. It's a lot of prep work. That's the other thing. That's one of the reasons why I would I didn't vote for chicken wings for the for it because all the prep work that goes into it for not as much. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot harder to get that up and prepped and get all the stuff for it to make it worthwhile at a tailgate. Uh, okay. When I think tailgate, I think it's something I can do on the grill or the smoker, but. If we ever do a, an ultimate tailgate with us, I guarantee you we're going to have brats. We're going to have brisket. We're going to have probably some pork butt. We may even do a smoked turkey and do some of that stuff. We're going to do a lot of meat because we like meat. But this is about what your favorite is. So there you go. Yeah. Um, okay, Rich. So this week, you we're... said you wanted a wild card. Yep. 
wild card double elimination. <laughs> so with getting double elimination, that brings us down to just two two things. Yep. Chicken wings, pulled pork. Yep. And then so we have the semifinals next week. Yeah. Next week. So that poll is going to go live, and I put out a bonus poll as well, Mike. Ooh. Um, we want to know who is your pick to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes, and we do. And if you want to receive a comment shout out, throw in a score prediction and or a game MVP. Where is that uh, so we'll poll sh- question? Or did that's is- going to pull. That's going to go live at twelve o'clock as okay. well. Okay. And just to give us more content for next week. Hey, that totally works. I like it. So both <clears throat> polls are going to go live. If you put a comment on either poll, we'll give you a shout out. So yep. watch for those to go live around noon. So Mike, for the very first time, do you see what's coming up? Is it a left turn? It is a left turn. And very quickly after that, Rich, what do you see coming up? It's going to be another left turn. Because we're heading into the NASCAR corner. Presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all your sports memorabilia needs, either in-store or online at their eBay store. Link in the description to their Facebook page. So, Rich, all right. we all have right, the clash at the Coliseum. How excited are you for this? I'm interested to see it. Being, you never saw like the regular Bush <laughs> clash getting this much publicity yeah um i mean it's it's in la it's the week before the super bowl um it's i I think it's a little odd because the teams have to to go from their headquarters most of which are on the east coast out to la do this get back and only have a week off before they then have to get down for speed week in daytona where they have qualifying and two races and I believe qualifying is the 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 first round of qualifying to lock in your position in the pole position or the front row is next Sunday I believe that nor- that would be the normal time when they do that because then t- Thursday they would do the the uh, duels the dual 125s and uh, yeah, they're saying that the 17th, you're going to see, it looks like your speed week <laughs> is the 17th. 17th are the duels. The, so, the 20th, you have the race. Yeah. So that so means. So they're going to be. Sunday, they're, they're going to have to have. Sunday, they're going to have to have the uh, the qualifying. Yeah. Sunday is the qualifying. So that means that we are, I mean, they have one week, one week to have a car ready and in Daytona for qualifying. So they have basically no time at all. Like they get to California, they do the clash, they, they leave immediately on Monday, have to get to Daytona, start getting ready for stuff there. And do the do the all that stuff, and then the duels and all that. Speaking of which, we normally do a fantasy NASCAR every year, right, Rich? We do. We've so, been doing it for two years now. So uh, this year will be third, our third year doing it. Yep. 
And Mike, are you able to renew the league yet? Because you, you are not. the designated commissioner. We're not. I go in and it says, oh, we're getting things ready. We're, we're a week out from qualifying. We're a week and a half away from the duels. And you're telling me you don't have it ready yet, NASCAR? Let alone yeah, the well, fact that nobody else lets us do it. You can't do it on Yahoo. You can't. They don't license it. Either that, or nobody did it, so they didn't have enough. They didn't. Nobody cares to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Mike, what what can you do? Right now, there's no there's no timetable for when baseball will start. There's no timetable when spring training will start for baseball. We can renew yeah. our ba- our fantasy baseball we league. We can renew a fantasy baseball league, or start a league, or join a league, or heck, if you even wanted to, you could join a league and draft. Yeah. Right now. Yep. Hundred percent. With no timetable, there's still guys on the free agent market that haven't signed yet. Yeah. Big names. But I can't. But, you could, but you can't do fantasy NASCAR, which starts in three weeks. Two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow, Rich. Okay. Two fourteen days from tomorrow is the twentieth, which is when the the NASCAR uh, when when the Daytona five hundred is. Two weeks yeah, from tomorrow. So, yeah. So I'm kind of disappointed in that. I can understand them not want not having it up and running to where you include the clash. Yeah, you don't as a need, race within the fantasy NASCAR thing, you don't because need to have the, the clash is right. an exhibition race. Yeah, but you should have it up and running, so <laughs> you could even run promos during the primetime broadcast that's going to be running on Fox. So, hey, you like NASCAR? You should try fantasy NASCAR. It's and run that, run the, run the heck out of those types of ads during the clash. Yeah, the the sad thing is, is that. A, NASCAR, you're the only one doing it. B, and this is the, the better thing for you. I mean, this is this is your opportunity to get... I mean, it's one of the reasons why football is as popular today as it is is because of fantasy. Your wife is not a huge fan of football, right? Not really. She'll watch it if it's She'll on. She'll watch but... it, but she's not. It, she, it's not something she's going to go after every week. Except, she likes playing fantasy, doesn't she? She does. She plays fantasy football uh, with with other family members, which yeah. gets her into the sport, gets her wanting to pay attention. Which means, hey, you have a fan in your fantasy owners. Yeah, it's totally what made me a more NASCAR fan. Because you know what? I'm looking at, I'm watching the races, and I'm looking at my phone to see what live updates are. How are the five guys that I picked doing, let alone the guy that I picked to win the race between the two of us? Yep. So I'm looking at the guy that I picked to win the race, and I'm looking at the guy that you picked to see if I can at least finish better than you, who's followed NASCAR a whole lot longer than I have. I really have. I really have, and you do a lot better than I do. But you also are better at fantasy stuff, and you're better at uh, researching. I think your your key is that you research a lot more. I go off of gut feeling of who I who I have and uh, who I I like and what I know, just off the top of my head. You do a lot, and you do a great job of it, which is why you do so well in fantasy NASCAR. Not that you have the expertise; you are gaining the expertise because you do the research. It's really like one or two articles that I read before I set my lineup on th- on Thursday or Friday. But yeah, still a lot more but than I'll I do. Take it. All right, <laughs> so 
be watching as soon as Mike is able to renew the league. We'll put it up on our Facebook page on how you can join and leading up to the Daytona 500. We'll make sure to kind of highlight how to play fantasy NASCAR once we get the league up and running as well. Yep. But uh, pivoting back to the clash. Yeah. So unlike other years, it seems like every every driver is going to be eligible to be in the clash. Yeah, that's out weird. in LA. But you need to qualify to be in the actual race. Yeah. So practice is going on today and you can watch that on fs2 and the single car qualifying on fs1 uh later on tonight as the single car qualifying speeds will be used to set the fields for the heat races which will be telecast on the fox main network starting at two o'clock wow so the four fastest cars from each one from each heat will respectively be on the poles we'll get pole positions one of four and then the 16 <coughs> cars from the top four finishers in each heat will automatically advance to the clash gonna be fun then at four o'clock there's gonna be last chance qualifying race so after the four heats the 24 remaining cars will have one last shot to make it to the main event with two 50 lap last chance races and then the top three finishers from that last three last chance race go to the main event, which is the Clash of the Coliseum, which starts at six o'clock Eastern over on Fox. So, uh, you know what this is, Rich? What's that? This is dirt track, small town racing. Not necessarily just dirt track. Uh, there are there are asphalt and concrete tracks that do this across the country, but. Really, this is a a small town. If you if you drove up, went over on a Saturday after, afternoon evening to the Davenport Speedway, which is only a few blocks from your house, yep. this is what the, it would look like. They would have they'd have some hot laps where the guys come out and check their cars, do some shakedown on it, make sure their cars are working well. Then they do some uh, some qualifiers. Uh, they then do a last a last chance qualifier, and then they do the main the, the the main event. This is how NASCAR feeder series do it uh, before you get into your uh, your your ARCA races and your and above uh, everything below the ARCA races. This is really what it looks like if if you go. I mean, you can go to Davenport Speedway. And watch that on any given Saturday. Or you can come up here and we can go to Jackson, Minnesota and watch the same basic concept play out at on a, I don't know what day they race, but a Saturday or Sunday. Or you can go to Muscatine or name a dirt track near anyone watching this in the U.S. This is basically how they run the races. And they tend to be quarter miles. They tend to be fairly flat track, uh, dirt tra dirt tracks. So it's going to be very similar, other than the fact that this is this is on asphalt, not dirt. Uh, speaking of which, have you looked at and watched the time lapse videos of them building this track race, Rich? No, I, I oh, have not. I've, so I've got amazing. A couple of, I've got a couple of videos on the about the clash of the coliseum on my <laughs> to watch later 
yeah. uh, like playlist on YouTube that I got to watch that I kind of want to watch. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be so, exciting. All right. So before we give you our prediction, which will not factor into our standings over the full course of the year, we're going to use this as a kind of like the the driver that the, the driver that we pick that finishes higher will get first pick for who's going to win the Daytona 500 in three weeks. Yep. So previous clash winners that are in the field, Mike, uh, winning it once, Eric Jones, Brad Keselowski, Joey Lugano, and Kirk Busch. Two-time winners include Kyle Busch, and three-time winners include Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. Now, this is going to be a completely different track. We haven't done a clash at anything like this. Some people would say Bristol, but Bristol is high bank. This is a fairly flat track, so it's going to be completely different than most anything we we, we see. Think uh, Martinsville, but instead of a half mile, it's only a quarter mile. Yeah, and they'll be using the next-gen car. Yeah. So, so this will be, I think it, it's going to put everybody on a really level playing field. Yep. With everybody ha not having really a lot of experience driving the new car and not nobody, everybody being on the same playing field when it comes to experience at this track. Yeah. As nobody's ever raced on it before. Yeah. So, Rich, uh, you won last year. So you get first pick. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the guy that I usually, that I tend to just like to root for. Um he drives the number nine car, which is kind of like my favorite number because I grew up watching it, wearing that number when I played uh, youth baseball, or if you want to call what playing it, um, I was pretty bad. Um, but I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. Okay. Um, I like that pick. Uh, he's youthful. He's been great in uh, developmental races this last year, I guess is what I would call them. Yeah. Uh, he and so well at Coda and uh, <coughs> does at well Coda at, last year. He does. He did well at, at the dirt track. Uh, I am going to pick a guy who is a three time winner of the clash. Somebody that understands the concept of just going out and having fun and, and playing his racing his heart out. I'm picking Denny Hamlin. Uh, yeah, also yeah. my favorite driver. Exactly. One of your favorite drivers. So, 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 uh, yeah, so we're going with our favorite drivers for the most part. So Rich, um, now that we're three years into getting you into NASCAR for real, Mm-hmm. If we go, if if we go to Daytona, or if we go to Kansas City, are you going to yep. pick up a Chase Elliott shirt and wear it? I think I would. Okay, I really, I really do think I would. So we're we're putting you down as a Chase Elliott fan. That's your guy. Okay. <laughs> I probably I mean I, I I go between Chase Elliott and probably Martin Truex is two oh, of my favorite I drivers. Do, so yeah. So uh, look for that to happen someday. Maybe we'll we'll try to do that. Not this year, but maybe next year. We'll see. Okay. Um, is that all we have to talk about? In the NASCAR corner, yes. Okay. We'll, we'll go with, we'll try and push the more uh, content the NASCAR way, work the work work into that leading up to Daytona, um, where, we're, where it'll be a weekly feature. But probably starting this week, moving forward, the NASCAR corner will be a, a uh, fixture on the show until championship week until the week after the nascar championship race in november so this has been the nascar corner presented by triple i sports cards incorporated moline illinois check them out for all your sports memorabilia needs in store or at 
at eBay at their eBay store. Link in the description below to their Facebook page. All right, Mike. So moving from the NASCAR to the NFL, we had conference championships last week, Mike. Man, tons to talk um, about in the NFL, by the way. We do. Tons of comp. We'll, we'll go with the game first. Yep. And then we'll get into kind of what I call NFL quick hits. Yeah. And, <laughs> and a featured story. So conference championship games, Mike, we both picked the Chiefs Man. to beat the Bengals and go to the Super Bowl. The Bengals win 27 to 24. Yeah. How amazing. Uh, great game. It was a great game. Like There's it no was. denying it. Um, my, my dad and I were talking about it during the game and, and Kansas City kind of went into that pre- prevent offense mode that I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, which is ridiculous because you have arguably the number one quarterback in the league right now. Actually, I would say currently the number one quarterback in the league right now. And you're going to run that much in the second half? And you're going to do things that allow the Bengals to come back on you? And I'm not Now the Bengals also had some good defensive plays that that turned yeah. that turned the course over to them that allowed them to put those points on the yeah. board too. So it wasn't just a prevent offense, but maybe Patrick Mahomes couldn't Patrick Mahomes' way out of this deficit. Yeah. Or the star players couldn't rise to the occasion to push the Chiefs to a victory <clears throat> like they have in previous weeks. Other other things that were awesome about it. Um, smoking Joe, man. Yeah. Joe Burrow got to have another victory cigar. Yeah, I mean Joe Hio, Joe Smoking Joe. What's what's your favorite nickname for him so far? Oh man, I've heard January Joe. Ooh, uh, I like Smoke that. Smoking Joe. Jim Nance called him called him January Joe. Okay. Um, I think so I, I'd have to go with January Joe. I think that's CBS approved, probably. Yeah, but you had Smoking Joe, Joe Cool. You can't do Joe Cool. You can't do Joe Cool. I mean, you got two guys already that compete for Joe Cool, one of which is who everybody thinks of. The other one, everybody should think of, I would say. You can give the one that everybody already thinks of. I'm going to say Snoopy. Oh, no, I was thinking Joe Montana. <laughs> everybody I don't think- know. I always think Snoopy, but I know Joe Montana is the other guy. Yeah, Joe Montana is Joe Cool. By far and away. But the one that everybody should think of, what about the original Joe Cool, Joe Namath? Oh, yeah. I think you say Joe Namath, I think it's Broadway Joe. Not That's Joe true. Uh, you're Joe. right. It's Broadway Joe. So, yeah, you got Broadway Joe, and you got Joe, Joe Cool, uh, which is which is Joe Montana. It always has been. You're not going to take that away from him. Um, we may have taken the, the title of GOAT away from him, but you're not taking away Joe Cool from him, especially not from not in his second year Joe Burrow like don't get me wrong he's amazing I'm quickly becoming a big fan of his but he does not deserve the title of Joe Cool just yet and I don't think ever but you know I said that about Tom Brady should never be called the GOAT and I'm sitting here talking about it Uh, the second game Uh, we both got that one wrong. The second game, the 49ers versus the Rams. We both picked the Rams um, hesitantly, I would say, right? 
No, no, I, I was pretty confident with the Rams See, winning that game. I was one hundred percent. It made confident. it interesting. It wasn't a runaway. Yeah, I was one hundred percent confident in my Chiefs pick. I was, I was very unconfident in my 49ers pick. Is that because Kyle Shan- Shanahan and the Niners have just had the Rams number? Yeah, that the fact that the the Ram that the the Niners are have been the hot team this year. Um, they've been doing well in the playoffs. They've shown. I mean, they beat. They beat uh, who? They beat in they the beat first round. Dallas. They beat yeah. Dallas. They beat, they beat a, Green Bay. A, a Dallas team that everybody thought should be one of the top, one of the top three teams in the league this year, and they they then come down through and beat. Um, they come through and then beat Green Bay. I mean, come on. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was a great matchup, though. It it wasn't. A, neither game was a runaway blowout. They they still had some. You had some good off. You had some clutch defensive plays in both matchups. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, the playoffs, except for the wild card round where you had some blowouts, have been good football games. Yeah, I I agree. It's been kind of awesome. Um. So, uh, last week's performance, because uh, apparently I forgot to put my picks in. You did. Uh, I don't know why I forgot. I, yeah, I was busy on other things, I guess. Um, you took you took the week with one uh, Midget Nation. Uh, he did pick, but he picked both teams wrong. Uh I figured he would have picked San Francisco being a 49ers fan. Um, mm-hmm. Rich, hail to the king, you win. You did. Only because I remember they hit the save button, if anything. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. There have been a couple times where I've changed things and didn't hit the save button, so. But that's okay. We'll go, we'll come <laughs> back and we'll do another pick em next year 100%. as well. Hopefully we want we'll you to be a part of it. Involved. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, the, the link will be... I took the link out for this week because it doesn't matter. I mean, you can actually... I'll put it back in. I'll put it back in because you can si- still sign up technically. I think so. You can still join the league. That way, next year, you'll already get you'll get the, get the it. We'll talk about you. You'll join us. We'll, we'll do the whole thing. It'll be great. It'll be great. We want to have you there, uh, and we're looking forward to it. Um, but... We have one last pick of the year. We will make that pick next week. Instead, yeah. we have lots of news to talk about in the NFL. All right. So let's take the – we'll do them out of order. So my apologies, Mike. Yep. Um, but in talking about the 49ers-Rams game, yeah, that begs the question, what do the 49ers do with Jimmy Garoppolo? I've, I asked it, this question four weeks, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I asked yeah, it, and then, but I said we're not going to actually discuss it until they lose. They lost. And then I tried to get it on the last week's show. And I said no. Before this game, still, and you said no. They still, they still have a chance. If they would have made the Super Bowl, I would have put it off yet another two weeks. I would have. Okay. It's because I think, I think it, 
I think each win makes it harder to make that decision. Now, what do I think the decision should be? Goodbye, Mr. G. Yeah, I, and I think even if they would have gone to the Super Bowl, they it still would have been, all right, let's let's trade Jimmy Garoppolo. I 100% it's agree. Very, it's very hard to say that you traded three first-round draft picks to move all the way up to number three, pick Trey Lance, and say, you know what? He might give us a better chance to win, but from a PR standpoint, we we can't we can't get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, can we? Yeah, no. It would have made it a harder decision, especially if he won the Super Bowl. Yep. But I but I ultimately think that the Niners would have traded him. Yeah, I I totally agree. I I think it's one of those things that he uh, he a hundred percent deserves to to have a chance. And I think honestly. I think the way they played and the, the way he played, he actually played pretty decently in the playoffs. He did. I think they that he gets picked up by somebody. All right, Mike. So the question now is, what type of quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo? Is he a high-end backup? Is he a bridge quarterback? Or is he the quarterback that you could bring in from to your team of being a guy that you think can take you to the next level? <clears throat> the answer to that is yes. Which one? Yes. Okay. All three of them. It depends on your team. Now, if you're a team like... Green Bay won't do it because they don't want to piss off uh, Aaron Rodgers. But if you're a team like like Green Bay, we'll, we'll use Green Bay even though you and I both know Green, it'll Green never Green Bay's happen. got Jordan Love. It's either going to be... Yeah, but Jordan stick. Love's already proven he can't no. take the reins. We know that. I don't... But... Okay, G- use your example, and I'll bring a team in as, a, as an example. So you're going to use Green Bay. I, I'm, I'm just starting with Green Bay. As okay. Green Bay, he'd be a great backup for A.A. Ron and the future after A.A. Ron. If, right, so if Mike- Aaron comes back this year, if he comes back this year, now, there is talk that they're trying to make a monster deal with him to keep him through the end of his career. I don't know if that's going to happen. <clears throat> but if it does, then you don't want him. But either way, uh, Jimmy G would be a great backup and potentially the future. I, I don't like the Green Bay example as as an, as an a backup to Aaron Rodgers. Okay, who do you... I could see Green Bay as an example, as a valid example to use if you trade Aaron Rodgers away, like to Denver or Denver or somewhere else. <clears throat> or San Francisco even, by the way. Okay. I mean... I'll, I'll let you have that one. I mean, it... I, I, I'm sorry, I don't see San Francisco trading for a quarterback, even a veteran Aaron Rodgers. That's true. They have Trey Lance. Trey Lance That's is going to be their quarterback next year. You're right. No, you're Whether 100% Jimmy Garoppolo right. is there or not. Okay, but I'm, I'm saying as a backup, where where do you see him as a backup then? Well, as a at this point, I, I think people <clears throat> know, I think teams know what type of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is, which is something that if you if your team doesn't fully depend on the quarterback to be the hero and win games, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good system quarterback and where you can plug him into your system and build an offense around him where he doesn't have to be throwing the ball 30, 40 times a game. 
to win you the football game. But if you just need a guy, the, a competent quarterback who takes care of the ball and keeps your team in games but can maybe make the big play every once in a while, Jimmy G's probably that guy that you can do. So I see it. I see him like in Washington, going to Washington, maybe Pittsburgh, or uh, or even Denver or Tampa if they don't get bigger name quarterbacks to go in there. So, I again, I think it depends on where he, quote unquote, lands. I think he could be a good high powered uh, backup. He could be a great bridge quarterback. He could. He could be a great bridge quarterback, in, like you said, in Green Bay as the bridge to kind of get to the next level. Or seeing it as, all right, we still don't think Jordan Love's available, but we also don't want to pay Aaron Rodgers $30, $40 million right. to right. be on a one-year contract just to be have all this drama again of, will he won't, he come back next year. Right. So so that's those are those two. And then... Um, I think he could be if you have a team Tennessee Tennessee is a almost a perfect opportunity for him he doesn't have to be great he doesn't have to be over the top but he could do great he could manage the game and provide stability enough to make the Titans slightly better okay I think and that's what I think that's where I think Jimmy G needs to go, making a team slightly, slightly better. Yeah. But I, I think if you're if you're drafting him with the hopes of he's going to take our team and make us a Super Bowl contender because we believe we're only a quarterback away, and Jimmy Garoppolo is your answer to that to that question or position <coughs> group, I don't you, think Jimmy G's that guy. You've made the wrong pick. I uh, I think the guy that. I, uh, the the problem is I think Jimmy G and Ryan Tannehill are very similar in in their ability, so I think that yes. they're fine there. Um, but I think he is slightly better. I think Jimmy G is just enough better to actually make Tennessee a, a better contender. They're already a great contender, but I think in Tennessee he elevates them just enough to get them there. Let's move on because we we are taking a lot more time on some stuff than we okay. So that's all right. Tom Brady officially retires. So well, well, kind of. Let's give the whole timeline on this. Okay. So Saturday, uh, I get a call at two, at three, two or three o'clock in the afternoon, saying, "Hey, Tom Brady retired." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." So I send you a message, and you're like, "Wow, I didn't expect that this early. I figured he'd wait until after the Super Bowl." I'm like, "Yeah, me too." And then later in the afternoon, we're hearing from Tom Brady Senior saying, uh, "He hasn't made any decisions." This isn't an accurate statement. Come on now. And everybody starts hating on uh, Adam Schefter, who reported this. And one other guy did, but everybody's hating on Adam Schefter because he's the one that breaks everything. And they're like, oh, I guess your your sphere of influence is dropping. Blah. Then Wednesday? Was yeah, it? Wednesday or Thursday, I think it was. Yeah. Uh... No, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday because I was at work when it happened. <coughs> Tuesday, uh, Jimmy G or Tom Brady officially retired. After denying it, after calling the GM himself and saying, I haven't made a decision. 
He then goes through and just says, yeah, I'm retired. Like, come on now. Just to make Adam Schefter look not as great as he is? <coughs> so, yeah, kind of a low blow. I mean, the only thing you would have had to have done is when that report came out, maybe come out and say, um, um I don't know, maybe say, well, who's your source? Because I, I never officially filed any paperwork or alerted yeah. the, the team, the team leadership. So, so I mean, good his... for the Buccaneers to still to come out and say, well, we haven't been told this yet. Yep. Or he hasn't told us officially yet. But also, I mean, I think as good as Tom Brady is, I'd rather see him go out at the top of his game. Whether that's <coughs> By the way, instead of continuing to play. He had one of his obvious. best seasons ever Yeah, this year. He had one of his best seasons he's ever had this year. And I think at this point, Tampa Bay would have kept on bringing him back every as long as he wanted to be there. So, a couple of things that made me question Saturday's report um, and, and all the talk ahead of Saturday was Tom talked about he wanted to play until he was 45. Mm-hmm. His birthday is technically before the season starts. Does this count? I'm going to go no because he wasn't on an active roster and didn't play in a regular season game at the age of 45. So if, but, but again, if he comes and plays through, so you're saying even if he's on the roster through uh, all of the cuts and decides to retire and and has told the team he's going to retire the week before the season starts because he's officially 45 on the roster at 45 and then retires. Nope exhibition or preseason games I don't think carry the same weight of saying I played football until 45 okay and I can I can agree with that but then does it mean that he should sit and play until uh, he should play one regular season game and then retire he's not going to do that no he's not going to do that either so I actually give him credit for him Brady honestly and I give I have I've been on record as been a, a Brady hater. And I admit it. I've not thought he was the greatest of all times uh, for most of his career. He's proven me wrong. Um, I still like Joe Montana better. I still think it... I I would have loved to have seen... The, the problem is Brady played in, a, in an era... And, and this is why I've always had a problem with it. Brady played in an era and had rules created around him uh, that gave the quarterback a huge advantage. Yep, I, I, I can totally agree with that. But even even still, I still think he's the greatest of all time. All right. So so you put in the parentheses on our lockout. Does that mean Gronk is probably going to be done too? I, I don't see how he comes back. I mean... He doesn't have his guy there that's going to guarantee, going to get him his three extra catches in garbage time just so he can make his extra $100,000 or whatever it was, million dollars, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to have the opportunities. I Yeah, he's done. All right. So, Mike, let's table Washington's new name and coaches and GMs 
yeah. updates for next week because uh, I think we're past the hour mark. And let's go. We're at 47 minutes, actually. Okay. So we'll spend the, the last part of the show kind of talking in, in regards to the NFL of kind of the big news that broke this week Yep. was Brian Flores filing a lawsuit in the Circuit Court of New York for discrimination and unlawful hiring practices. Uh, both against the NFL and two teams, the Denver Broncos and the New York Giants. Uh, he, uh, he, in the, in the thing, he's using text messages from uh, head coach Bill Belichick, uh, who, who uh, Brian Flores uh, was a, a quarterback coach for, wasn't he? He was a, I think he was a, he was on the defensive side of the football. Okay. He was there, but he was kind of, he was their de facto defensive coordinator for, he, for a couple of seasons before he got the job in Miami. Right. So he had been doing that. Um, we also have some other stuff to talk about in, in other, other parts of this. We'll get to those sides of the issue in just a second as well. Cause there's also allegations of uh, th throwing games uh, which we'll talk about in just a second, but um, Bill Belichick texted him before he even had an interview saying, congratulations, heard you got the job. And he's like, uh, wait, what? Do you know something I don't know? Well, yeah, if you want it, the Giants job's yours. And he's like, oh, awesome. Well, are you talking to the right, you, you know you're talking to Brian, Brian Flores, right? And he's like, uh, let me check. And then he comes back and says, ah, oh, I effed this up. Uh, it was supposed to be Brian Dables, who also was a friend of Bill Belichick and a disciple of Belichick at one point in time, um, getting the job in New York, uh, which was before the second minority was interviewed for uh, the Giants, which would have been Brian Flores making it, yep. making the Rooney rule uh, obsolete. Basically, they've made their decision before the interview, giving him a quote-unquote sham interview. Uh, and after that, uh, welp, that's no good. Uh, he also accused the Denver Broncos of not hiring him because of race, uh, citing that John Elway was an hour and a half late to the interview uh, and didn't take the interview seriously and wasn't engaged and blah, 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 uh, to which uh, he has defended himself um, and said that he really did consider Brian Flores, but they inevitably went with someone that they thought <coughs> was the better candidate. Uh, which here, was Vic Fangio at the time. Right, which everybody thought was the better candidate at the time. Um, so let's talk about that first. Then we'll get into the other accusations, which I think are way bigger than these. Mm -hmm. These are big accusations, but harder to prove. And, um, well, technically, um, we'll say uh, neither team broke the rule. They followed the rule to the letter of the law. The, the Rooney rule, as it is known, just states that you have to interview two minority candidates. That doesn't mean you have to take them seriously. It doesn't even mean they have to be qualified. If you wanted to, you could go find some homeless African-American 
off the streets, bring them in, interview them, and you've done your... You could do that twice, and you've technically followed the Rooney Rule. Which is what happened in Oakland, Las Vegas, when John Gruden got the job. Yep. The, the Davis family decided to interview <coughs> T. Martin, which was an internal candidate, I think. Yep. Like their offensive line coach, and they interviewed somebody else. Yeah. Outside of the organization who were both African-Americans, minority candidates. Yep. And then they ultimately decided to go with John Gruden. Yep. Imagine that, depending on when you see the names that they chose the interview. Yeah. Um, so it is not surprising that teams do it this way. It's sad. Um, I think you should enter. Like, but how many times have you gone into an interview? Maybe you don't know it. But when you go into the interview, you're not getting the job. They already have somebody picked. They just have to follow the procedures because that's their policy, and they they have to do that. That happens all the time. You just went through an interview process three different time, or two different times, where because somebody else was more qualified, you didn't get the job, and then they end up getting another job for you. Exactly. I mean, with the, if the timeline of the of the interview process for the Giants was different, let's say that Flores interviewed had his second in-person interview with the team before Dable. Yeah. The basis for the text messages may or the basis may change saying yep. that um where where are you where are you getting your sources from? I haven't have even had my second in-person interview with the team yet. Yep. And has Dable had his second interview already? I mean there there's nothing wrong. I mean I don't think what the Giants did was wrong. I mean they knew did he? Did Dable have the added advantage of being hired by the guy, who, who, because they have a previous working relationship? Yes, but the the thing is, even though Dable had that advantage and probably had a really good interview, which backed up their reasoning for hiring him, Flores still did the right thing by showing up, and even explained it on like Get Up, like the the new ESPN morning show, saying that because they asked him, well, well, you knew that going into it, why'd you go? Because I said, I thought that they would do the right thing and give me a legitimate chance to um, give me a legitimate chance to show to, for me to show them why I would be a good fit for the job. Yeah. And that's what you got to go into it if you don't, if you internally go into a situation thinking, you know what, I don't think I'm going to get this job. But you know what, I'm going to make it hard for them to say no. Yeah. And, and you got to do that at every interview, period. Mm -hmm. If you get an interview, you got to go in and win the job. It doesn't matter if they think, oh, this is the perfect person. We already are going to hire him. You go in and you say you're going to make your best case and you do it every time. Doesn't matter. Um, so I, that side of things, I think, I do think there is a, a stark lack of minorities in higher leadership positions and I would say not only in in the teams in the NFL, but in the NFL itself. We don't have high potent position that are African American or or any minority. Let's be honest. I, how many Asian coaches do you know of, Rich? None. Hispanic? 
that, that you know of, Ron Rivera. That's the only guy that comes to mind. Ron Rivera. Um, women? There have been a couple of women, female, female head coaches, not head coaches, but positional coaches on on the sidelines. But there's probably you can probably count them on one hand. Um, Middle Eastern? Probably none. Okay, so we have a, we don't have diversity in the NFL leadership, and and that's all the way from the commissioner's office through the teams there are very few minorities in there yeah so so let's while we're still on the subject of I mean was the hiring practice so before we kind of move on to what the lawsuit would like to see change <coughs> did do you mean so we kind of are we kind of in agreement though that maybe the giants probably didn't do anything necessarily wrong did belichick do what's wrong by sending those text messages saying hey no. Congratulations. I heard your I heard your job went really well. It's probably yours if you want it. I think he I A I want to know where he got his source from, but that's neither here nor I mean I will never we won't find out until the lawsuit brings it out. But uh I don't think he did anything wrong. He reached out to the wrong person. Yes, that's kind of a faux pas anyway, but the other side is um does did so did the giants do anything wrong i don't think so i don't think it was racially based and that's going to be the hardest part they're going to have to prove that it was racially based now do i think brian flores is better qualified than brian dable yes yes i do i 100 percent do but do i think that the the reason that he wasn't hired was racially based no i do not yeah i'm on the flip side mike i i don't think it was him flores not getting the job was racially based but i think given how bad the offense was under joe judge with jason garrett they needed a fresh voice and a better and a good offensive-minded coach so i would say given the situation dable was the better hire and the better fit for that job that's not a terrible that's not a terrible call on that i actually i i think flores is a better head coach but i i i can understand because dable hasn't been a head coach yet so you have that to say i mean experience wise looking at coaching experience yeah you could make the case you know what yeah if just on paper and not looking at what the team needs are Probably you could make the case. I mean, Flores Flores could have been a better candidate from a hug coaching standpoint and experience over Dable. Yep. But for what the team needed and what their current situation is, Dable was the right. I think Dable was the right guy for the job. Okay. Um, now, uh, we I don't think we need to get into what he wants. I mean, he wants to see more uh, more black individuals hired, uh, see them in leadership, see GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. Uh, be objectively hired, not based on the color, color of their skin. Uh, he wants to increase the number of black coordinators, uh, increase incentivize incentivize hiring and retaining black GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. I think that's wrong. Um, and then yeah. transparency <coughs> transparency yeah, of I mean, pay I, I for like, everybody. I like the idea of having the objective 
objectability saying, all right, you have to provide written communication to show mean that, all right, here's why we are letting you go, or here's why we're not, we chose this guy over you. I mean, that's called like a, an interview feedback. Yep. So you can find out, all right, here's why we chose to go. Here's why we didn't offer you the job. Yeah. And if you propose that in writing, that's great. But are those papers ever going to go public to where at the end of the coaching search, a release is going to be? I don't think it needs to. The NFL? Rich, when you when Probably you interviewed not. for your job, after you were told you didn't get the job, you asked, you asked, we don't know. Did Flores ask why didn't they get the job or did he just jump to a conclusion? Okay. That's number yep. one. Uh, but you asked, what can I do to increase my chances next time? You got to ask. That's part of the interview mm. process. It's part of the trying to better yourself process. I think that's one thing that Flores should have done. Now, let's get away from the, the, the hiring practices and get into the bigger allegation. Um, and because we are at our one hour mark. And I think mm. this is where the bigger issue is uh, of this lawsuit and accusations by Brian Flores. Uh, Brian Flores accused Stephen Ross of incentivizing tanking and losing of games by paying for uh, allegedly offering Flores $100,000 for every loss in the 2019-2020 season. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. So that affects gambling. That affects fantasy, which is a form of, considered a form of gambling. That affects huge the integrity of the game. Then mm-hmm. supposedly Bengals coach Hugh Jackson, former coach, was saying that he was not to the two he didn't reveal how much money was being supposedly offered but he was saying that he was he had similar incentives being presented to him by the Browns leadership uh his seemed to the be coach there in Cincinnati his seemed to be oh you keep losing we're going to extend your contract more than it was uh we're going to pay you for each loss is what his seemed to be that's a little bit different but yeah i i agree um apparently uh, Chris Greer, the GM told uh, told Brian, Brian Flores that Ross was mad when they would uh, win and it was compromising the team's draft potential or position. Uh, wow. Um, we understand. I mean, in the NBA, we call tanking the process. Ask, ask uh, the, the uh, 76ers. But, man, uh, in the NFL, this is, ooh, this is new. This is, I mean, it's not new that teams tank. We all know that they kind of tank. But to have it incentivized, I think that's worse than Bounty Gate. And if, if it comes to the point that they can prove this, either through messages or emails or testimony that corroborates this uh does steven ross keep his job or keep his team no i i think if it's proven to where or there's internal communication whether the nfl makes it public that he 
was going to be making these payments or not, or the GM is willing, the GM who's still employed by the team backs up those statements that Flores is making, that he gave those messages to him, then yeah, I think that Stephen Ross should be forced to sell the team. Yeah. Because he's breaking the integrity. Those comments or actions affected the integrity of the game. Yeah, I uh, I don't understand how he uh, how he keeps the team if this if this comes out as as correct and, and accurate. So, um, and it, the other allegation against Ross as the owner was he wanted Flores to break NFL rules, tampering rules by meeting with a prominent quarterback on Tom Ross's Brady. yacht. And he told, it supposedly was Tom Brady, supposedly, but Flores didn't name who the quarterback was that he was going to be meeting. Ross said no. He left the premises because that would be violating league tampering rules. And he's saying that since then he was treated with disdain and held out as so, and was held to be someone who was non-compliant and difficult to work with. Man. If these accusations come out to be true, uh, I mean, a the tampering thing I'm, that doesn't surprise me at all. Every team was trying to tamper with that decision. Every team wanted to bring Tom Brady in, so I, I think every team was trying to tamper it. And yeah, you could say you were the guy that wouldn't do it, and I'm I'm proud of him. Good good on him for that, but. It's not, it, it doesn't, I mean, every team was doing it. So that, that one's not as big, but the, the throwing games and the, yeah, I think those things, not racially motivated, but reason enough for a wrongful termination and or uh, Stephen Ross losing his team. Yeah, I mean, the NFL has never really forced, a, forced a, an owner to <laughs> sell his team. But they've never had this type of a situation. No. So I mean, they there was workplace misconduct on the hands of uh, well uh, with the Washington team, Washington yeah. with Dan Snyder, and they fined the team a bunch of money, and they technically said that Dan Snyder had to step down as the CFO of the team, but the but he, they, but they didn't say that Snyder had to sell the team. Yeah, uh, and then the, then you have things like. Um, Bounty Gate and stuff like that that have come out and they've come down hard, not at hard enough to take a team away, but man, it's from a PR standpoint, you could see. I, I wouldn't surprise me if the NFL highly suggests to Tom to um, Stephen Ross to highly to sell his team for profit yeah. and cash out and leave. Yeah. Um. So. Do you think the lawsuit will will that bring about the changes that they want to see? So a couple of things practices. on that. One, um, I actually think the NFL wants this lawsuit to go because they want to they want to embrace the change. They want to appear to embrace the change that uh, that everybody wants to see so that's number one and number two uh no do i think it's going to i think we'll get a big stink about it we'll revamp the rooney rule but i don't think it's really going to change anything yeah and i can agree with that the one thing that kind of popped into my head would seeing they 
seen the whole one of the things of influence uh, increasing the influence of black individuals in the hiring process could you see I mean, you already have like the the fritz pollard alliance which publishes a list of candidates that they think based on qualifications should be getting interviews for head coaching jobs do you have a similar alliance or committee which is involved in every single interview process with every single person, every single team, kind of like an independent non-employee, like an independent person that's on the interview panel to uh, like a, like an outside a hiring that, firm. Yeah. An outside, like a hiring firm that they're an individual from that firm or say the interview, say the NFL creates a diversity and, and inclusion council that has to be and a member of that committee has to be present in the room for every single interview to make sure that you're following compliance rules and maybe they're <coughs> and they have a voice in the hiring process the accusation isn't that they that people aren't following the rules the accusation is that the rule is allowing for token interviews that's a quote from marvin lewis uh talking about him being a token interview on multiple occasions um but it's it's about token interviews being stu- being pointless, and that you should hire the guy the the best person for the job. Prove to me that you're not the be- that you are that you are the best person for the job is the first problem. Second problem is, uh, yeah, I I don't know. The, the my answer is I really don't know. Yeah, and I, and I don't know either how this will affect. I mean, I think it will. Will, will Does firing this lawsuit, will Brian Flores be blackballed much like Colin Kaepernick has, has it's ca- been to where he'll probably never get offered a job again? It will likely cost him his, his career as an, as an NFL coach. It's likely going to cost him his job or his opportunity as an NFL coach. That sucks. But... Um, I don't think it should. I think, I think it should be. I think that a the league should embrace this and and try to figure out what's going on and and how to fix the problem. And then b, uh, if they do that, if they can fix the problem. Um, do that, and I I don't mind your diversity team uh, idea. I think that's a good idea. You just got to see how the implementation works on it. Um, so, yeah. horse dead, beaten enough. Yeah, I think so. Okay, uh, well, we'll see. Technically, there's still three jobs open in the NFL: the Saints, uh, the Saints, the Dolphins, and the Texans. So maybe Flores gets one of those jobs. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't. So we'll talk more on that next week, as well as um, kind of hopefully work in some NBA and uh, NHL talk next week. Real quick, Rich. For our Super Bowl preview show. Let us let me ask you the question that's on here that we haven't addressed yet, and I'm going to make it one. It's just going to be a one answer, one, one sport answer. What's your favorite winter Olympic game? As we are in the Olympic Games, we're going to put that as a poll question next week as our secondary <laughs> poll question. Okay. Secondary poll question next week is, What's your favorite Olympic winter game? What is it for you, sir? Um, uh, I, I kind of like the sledding events. Your oh. skeleton and your bobsleds. Yeah. And uh, luge. Skeleton. The sliding events are epic. 
Uh, I love those as well. Uh, apparently, the U.S. has crashed. Uh, the U.S. two-man luge has crashed. By the way, I don't think I could ever do a two-man luge. That looks weird. <laughs> One guy lying <laughs> on top of another guy. Plus, for whatever reason, I kind of like watching curling. I don't oh, know I why, but curling. I like watching curling. I, so it was great. Uh, this is... <laughs> Man, we weren't. This wasn't supposed to turn into this. So my answer is curling. I actually thoroughly enjoy curling as an as an Olympic sport. If you go back to my uh, to my through my Facebook feed, you can find multiple times when the Olympics have been on me talking about how exciting curling is. Uh, this week, as watching curling, as watching curling, I'm explaining it to Danielle, and I'm doing it, and immediately after I explain something, the announcers are saying the exact same thing that I just said Mm -hmm. nearly identically, which has been great because I've been following curling uh, since it was a, an exhibition sport in the, uh, in, in the winter Olympics Uh, have loved it ever since they've actually, I actually know some of the rule changes that have happened since it was that and how the game has evolved in just the short, I think it's 12 years just yeah, 12 so years get... that it's been in the Olympics, uh, it's evolved quite a bit. So, uh, I actually, there, uh, uh, last quick story, and then we'll get into our shout outs. Um, uh, ooh, we got to hit that bottom one real quick. Just because of the week. Okay. Um, real so, quick story, and then we'll get into one, one more super quick thing and then we'll do our shout outs because I do have a shout out this week um, okay. I had a Palm Pilot or yeah I had a Palm Pilot phone uh, back when smartphones first came out and one of the games that I had on it curling curling yep <laughs> and that was the old school rules they've they've since changed the rules and it's so much better okay uh, Rich you want to tell us about the last story that we're going to talk about before we uh, get out of here yeah, supposedly it's been on the outline for a couple of weeks, but uh, supposedly they have erected a statue, a memorial statue for Kobe Bryant and Gianna on the crash site of from the <clears throat> helicopter accident that the that him, his daughter, and other uh, members of the flight crew are also named on that statue. Yeah. However, it's not going to be a permanent statue, I guess, or memorial. There, they said it is temporarily I don't like the way that. I originally read the story is they said that it was going to be the way I understood it was that yeah they were going to put a memorial statue there but so, I guess the city has said that no that's not going to be permanent so are they going to move it I, I mean I guess it might be a safety concern because it's hard to get to that location and maybe I suppose uh, but are they going to move it to somewhere else or are they going to give it to the families I don't know. They're going to sell it and the and the proceeds are going to go to the family. That's weird. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, but, I'm surprised. I mean, put it, I yeah. mean, it's a full statue. It isn't like it's a temporary yeah. cheap material either. So I don't know what's going to happen with the statue. Man, it's hard to believe that one year ago, this last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Mike, you got a shout out. So what do you got? Uh, so this week... I want to shout out to Beth Wyckoff. Okay. Nobody knows who that is. Uh, she's actually a teacher up here in Esterville. Just finished her cancer treatments. 
uh, and was declared cancer-free this week uh, and got to return to work. Um, Danielle is super sad she couldn't make the event, but shout out to that fight. Uh, Beth became a good friend of mine. Her classroom was directly next door to my uh, office when I was working at the school. And uh, her and I became good friends. And uh, Beth, we're proud of you. Um, we, yeah, Danielle and I have been praying for you for a while. And we are just excited to celebrate with you the end of treatments and the exciting news that you've been getting. So uh, good job, Beth. Yeah, congratulations, Beth. Um, hopefully uh, health continues to improve as you recover from uh, going through that cancer treatment as well. Yep. Um, I don't have any shout-outs, Mike, so what's the time to do? Roll the outro! Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. 